beautiful. You are listening to More Than a Crown, where you will learn, feel understood, and be encouraged alongside believer, child advocate, ice cream connoisseur, and former Miss USA, Sarah Rose Summers. Welcome to More Than a Crown. Today, we have a very exciting interview with former Division I athlete, fashion blogger, legal attorney, and my Miss USA sister, Miss USA 2019, Chesley Christ. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. What a sweet introduction. I love it. I am so excited to have you on. I know we haven't gotten the time to spend a lot together, but I don't know if you know this. One of the things that I tell people when they're like, how do you feel about the new Miss USA. I'm like, oh my gosh, she made me cry before she won. Did you know that? No. So for those listeners, I gave little gifts to all of the contestants two times. I gave them little Foreo cleansing devices after prelims. I'm obsessed with mine. I travel with it everywhere. Yeah, I love it. And like after all prelims makeup, you need to wash your face nicely Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that you can keep the base nice and clean. Mm -hmm. And then right before finals, I gave out my Sosera Rose jewelry pieces. And sometime between then and finals, Chesley managed to write me a thank you note. (laughs) Like a handwritten thank you note, thanking me for the gift and like encouraging me on my year. And it was the sweetest thing ever. It was her, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania that wrote me thank you notes. And I would have never expected that. And it just really stood out and was the sweetest thing ever. And I was like, anytime people ask me about Chesley, I'm like, She's awesome. She made me cry before she won. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, So, so, like, one of the things that I loved was that when I was Miss North Carolina USA, there were so many people, so many sponsors that were so giving and welcoming. And it was important to me to make sure that I thanked all of them. And so I bought these, like, Miss North Carolina thank Mm -hmm. you cards. They said, like, North Carolina USA on them. And I was so proud of them. So I brought them with me to USA. And I was just so surprised and thankful that you gave us a gift Mm -hmm. and that you thought it was important enough to share that with our class. So I figured I would write you a note and say thank you. So kind. So listeners, those things go a long way. Do you have your official Miss USA thank yous? Yes, I do. You do? Yes, they're so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. Well, so we have those, the little fold up, you know, Miss Universe cards. And then I just did my uh, photo shoot with Fidel. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be getting my autograph cards very soon too. I need one for the fridge. Yes. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a goof. <laughs> All right. So becoming Miss USA means that you step into a unique spotlight like overnight, right? Mm-hmm. And there's only a handful of us that really understand that. So what often comes out of being, you know, famous or successful overnight, if you will, is people's opinions of all kinds, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly. So in times of ne- negativity, how do you respond or how do you block it out? Well, there are two things or two kinds of sort of, I guess you could call them negative negativity that I get. One of them is really just constructive feedback. And that I always appreciate from anybody. Uh, so a lot of that, I really take time to think about it. And sometimes I'll respond to it, especially if it's on like my social media or something mm-hmm. and just say, you know, I agree with your feedback. Thank you very much. Or I disagree. And these are the reasons why. And so that, you know, I'm always thankful to get because I think some people don't like sharing constructive um, feedback with you. Mm-hmm. And so I just love receiving it. Um, but th- I think the second sort of negative um, feedback I get is just hatred. And I think a lot of that has nothing to do with me. I think quite often it has more to do with the person sending it. Uh, a lot of times I'll see, you know, random accounts with no followers and no profile picture sending me random messages or commenting, um, mm-hmm. you know, just nasty comments on my Instagram or my Facebook. And if you 
have to spend enough time creating a fake account and just spreading negativity, then there really is, you just really need to check yourself. Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do with me. Um, So I just try to just be understanding about that and not take it to heart and just understand, you know, those are just some people who need help. Were you in that headspace before you won or has it kind of been... Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I had to, I think I had to, you know, once I won, there were many more comments on my Instagram. And so, you know, I had to deal with more of it, but I think the overwhelming, um, part of the feedback that I got was positive and just supportive. And so I just leaned on that and relied on that and had to remember that there are so many people who are happy for me and who want to celebrate with me. Mm-hmm. And if there are a very small portion of those people who aren't happy, that's okay. And you, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion. I just don't have to, you know, give it any credence. Mm-hmm. And okay. definitely inspiring for our listeners, whether they're like junior hires that are receiving being bullied in junior high or yeah. similar to social media junk Mm-hmm. It's really encouraging. Yeah, that- well, you know, when I was in high school, there were people who were just unhappy. And <laughs> one of the things that I learned is that some of those bullies that you have that are spreading hate are really just people who have been bullied or who are experiencing trouble at home or who have experienced challenges that have made mm-hmm. them bitter or angry or hateful. And, you know, you just want to help those people rather than right. think that they're just bad people. Mm-hmm. I know you hear sometimes people say, what? You're praying for the people that are mean to you? Mm-hmm. Yep. But but truly, like, really praying do. for a refreshed heart for those people that, like, who knows what might be going on behind closed doors that's making them feel the need to make exactly. fake accounts and yeah. use horrible, nasty language in a public space. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's maybe, yeah, you just never know. Like, maybe they lost someone very close to them. And so, you know, maybe something that you said reminded them of that. Maybe they're, you know, rather than responding to that with love, responding to it with hatred because mm-hmm. they don't want to remember that pain. Or maybe they heard something from, you know, one of their parents or one of their friends that hurt their feelings this morning and they just want to say something, maybe the same thing to you to make themselves feel better. You just never know. And so, yeah, I think it is important to just, understand those people and pray for them rather than thinking that they're just horrible people. Amen. I agree. <laughs> Super encouraging and positive and I expected nothing else from you. <laughs> so so I appreciate it. So other than prioritizing your energy in terms of negativity, how do you prioritize your time and your energy when it comes to preparing, studying for the bar exam or oh, yeah. for stepping on stage at Miss USA? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things I had to learn was, you know, people talk about balance all the time. And for me, it really wasn't about balance. It was more about harmony. <laughs> because, okay. you know, some days there were some days that, you know, were just full of work and some days that I didn't get a chance to uh, you know, talk about my appearances or write thank you notes or, you know, maybe do onstage question practice, even though I tried to do that as, as often as I could. Um, I feel like it was natural for you in work to be <laughs> yeah. practicing for onstage questions. Yeah, because it can be very scary, you know, when you're representing a client who is expecting, you know, a certain result for you mm-hmm. to go in there and have to argue in front of a judge and with opposing yeah. counsel, that can be scary. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think that rather than thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do everything today. I just figured there's one thing that is most important that I have to get done today. And I just figured I'm going to put all my energy in that and everything else is going to fall into place. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you prioritize? How do you know what is most important that day? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, there are always deadlines that I have as an attorney. So if I have a deadline that day or the next day, Mm -hmm. that's my focus. That's all I can think about. If I don't have something pressing and maybe I have an appearance or something that's that day that I need to prepare a speech for, that is what is most important that day. Um, And overall, you know, I want to make sure that I can get everything done. But there's a book that I read a long time ago when I was in MBA school. It's called The One Thing. And the book is all about like, 
making sure that if you have a really long to-do list with 40 things, there are like a handful of things, maybe even just one thing that's on that list that you need to get done today. (laughs) And so I think just making sure that you get that one thing that's most immediate and most urgent done, Mm -hmm. um, as long as you focus on that, everything else will be okay. Are you a checklist person, a planner person, an iPhone oh calendar? Yes. What do you use? Yes. Oh, so tell the listeners all the tricks. I, I think I, I think I used to freak my director out just a little bit. She used to say this sometimes because you know my um, when I was Miss North Carolina USA, my calendar it was like a Gmail calendar was strictly for Miss North Carolina USA stuff, and my directors had access to it, so they could add stuff or take away stuff or check hmm. my schedule for appearances and tell people my availability. And so I had to make sure that that calendar um, coincided with my work calendar and my personal calendar. So anytime I had a lunch meeting, anytime I had like, um, you know, pleading that I had to argue or a motion or something or a hearing that I had to appear at or a deposition, all of that went to my um, Miss North Carolina USA calendar. So my oh, director yeah. would just get dinged all day, every day, which is things that I would add to my calendar. So yeah, I'm tied to my calendar. It's like my lifeblood is my calendar. But beyond that, I also have like a to-do list. I really like writing it down. You can cross it off. So I can cross, yes, like you don't So satisfying. It really is. It's like, yes. And then you can like remake the list or maybe have yeah. multiple lists. Yeah. And- so I have a notebook with like a to-do list and I have to scratch stuff off. Like master list slash today's list. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. All of that. Me too. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think we have to. Yeah. Because when you're so busy, you have to figure out how to keep it all in track mm-hmm. or you're going to miss appointments exactly. and all of that. But okay. So what is your best advice? It doesn't have to be like anything that you think people want to hear for preparing for not only a pageant, but a big life goal, like taking the bar and becoming an attorney. (laughs) What is your best (laughs) advice for staring that kind of head on or even setting the goal itself? Um, I think it's probably most important to have a good headspace for any goal that you have. And that's sort of really general advice. But like when I was taking the bar, well, both of the times I took the bar because I (laughs) took it for North Carolina and South Carolina. uh, One of the things that I had to tell myself was that like, it's going to be okay. If you, you know, take the bar and you don't pass, you're going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. Um, if you take it and you do pass your first time, like it's going to be okay. So you just mm-hmm. really have to um, encourage yourself and know for me, I've, you know, I've, I've leaned a lot on my relationship with Christ and just knew that God has a plan for me. And if this is in my plan for me to pass the bar and go on to work, then that's what I'm supposed to do. And if not, like I can't change God's plan and his plan is going to take care of me. So, I just had to think about that because when you take the bar, there are statistically a certain number of people who are going to fail. They're going to, (laughs) and you know that. And what's even scarier than that is that you sit in a room with all of those people. So Mm -hmm. when you walk in and take the bar, it's a room full of hundreds of people, you know, like you're looking into the faces of some people who aren't going to pass. And that can be very scary. But (laughs) you just have to remember, like, you know, you've studied hard and you're going to be able to answer the questions and God willing, you're going to pass. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love that. Exactly. Best Mm -hmm. advice. Good headspace. Mm -hmm. Know that if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And if Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not. Yep. Exactly. Love it. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So speaking of goals, let's talk goal setting. So I want you to name two goals for your year as Miss USA, but there's a catch. I want one for Chesley Miss USA and one for just Chesley the person. One for Chesley the person is to start my clothing line. 
So I've dreamed for years of having my own clothing line. I think it'd be really cool. And when I started my blog, White Collar Glam, I had to search for professional clothing to feature on my blog. And when I did that, I started realizing that there are a lot of holes that we have as women in um, our clothing and the clothing that we have available to us for the workplace. And so I wanted to answer some of those questions and answer some of those empty spaces for us by creating my own clothing line. So that's my personal goal. I really want to do that. It'd be so awesome. Um, so that's me as Miss USA. One of the things, you know, I have tons of goals, you know, dress for success is obviously very important to me and there are other organizations that I'll be working with, but a high level goal that I really want to accomplish is helping to change the stereotypes that all of us women have to face. Um, and not even just women, but specifically women who compete in pageants Mm. because people constantly talk about whether or not pageants objectify women or whether or not pageants are still relevant. And that can be a challenge to have to answer those questions constantly. Um, But one of the things I loved about the women I competed with at Miss USA 2019 is they're so accomplished. Mm -hmm. I mean, people would make like prediction lists of like the top 15 and it would just be a jam packed top 15. (laughs) I mean, because we're talking about women who like one woman um, interned at Harvard, one woman graduated from Harvard twice. So did her team, which is crazy to me. One woman, you know, a lot of women work for fortune 500 companies. Like one woman worked for Nike. One woman worked for Google. These are, I mean, they were marine biologists. Yes. So many like division one athletes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was incredible. The women who I competed with and people don't know that. And they don't see that sometimes all they think is like, Oh, these are just pretty girls who have nothing to do with their lives, but compete in pageants. (laughs) And it's like, no, these are women who are accomplishing everything. These are women who are going to be leaders. These are the women that you're going to continue to write about and talk about for years to come. Mm -hmm. Um, But people don't understand that all the time. And so I hope to continue to change that um, perspective that people have about who competes in pageants and what we can accomplish. I remember getting that question all the time and I actually kind of loved it. It's just so frustrating though. Like yeah. I was just tired. Of, like so far I'm just tired of getting it. I'm like, you guys, you should understand now, like because of the winners who have represented all of us that like we are very accomplished. You, like your background, like Kyra's background, Deshauna's background, mm-hmm. all of us have accomplished great things. All of us have many other interests outside of, you know, health and fitness and beauty. And it's frustrating sometimes for me to get that question because I'm like, do you guys not know yet? Like, have you looked? <laughs> have you looked at the winners? Like, you know who's competing and you mm-hmm. know who is representing all of us. Right. It was just always nice because it was an actual it was a deeper question. Mm-hmm. Although it was frustrating that it came all the time, it was a deeper question. And it provoked an actual conversation from such a question, which I, I liked. And you kind of, I enjoy getting to prove people wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was very fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of your job, right? Yeah, true. I love that. Um, okay. I know it's only been about, oh my gosh, almost two months. Yeah, it's crazy. When this goes out, it'll be just about two months exactly. Mm-hmm. So this time, two months ago, you were going to Miss USA. Mm-hmm. And I was about to head to Miss USA to figure out who I would crown. And I'm so glad. And so it was excited. Me. It was you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? I know I want you to soak up all the next 10 months. And I know you're going to. Like every single moment of it. Because you know you only get this opportunity once. And there's a handful of us who do. <laughs> but in hypothetically, 10 months from now, what do you see yourself doing? Hopefully by then I will have launched or will be launching my clothing line and I plan to return to the practice of law. Awesome. In awesome. North South Carolina or will yeah. you have to be 
Yeah, so it will still be with my firm. They, okay. They're actually like holding my office open. Oh my I went gosh. to visit them a few weeks ago and like <laughs> they invited a caricature or a caricature artist to come in so during one of our like lunch sessions and fun. they made caricatures of all of us and my caricature is still hanging in my window. Oh. My office is still there, desk untouched. So yeah, I plan to return to, to the practice of law with the same law firm that I'm with. So they're so proud of you. They're so excited. So So what does that look like for your clients that you were working with leading up to Miss USA? Well, one of the kind of good things is that, you know, I was still a young attorney. And so I was an associate attorney. And there are tons of senior attorneys, partners who I would work with. And the clients that I worked with were their clients. Um, you know, I had a couple of clients that I brought in on my own. One of them was Nia Franklin, who's Miss America. Um, one of them was, you know, my stepdad and I are pro bono client. We had another client with Brittany Barnett, another pro bono client. Um, but the rest of them are just like clients that they were already working with. So my firm, because it's so large, we've got about 100 attorneys. They just absolved or sort of, you know, took in everything mm-hmm. that um, I already had and sort of absorbed that into the firm. And they're working with all the clients. And so I'll get them all back when I return. Nice. Yep. What's an example of a case that you're the most proud of to have worked on? Case I'm most proud of. Um, So to be very general, um, you know, there are a lot of very large cases that my firm handles, um, some incredible cases. In fact, when my um, fellow pageant sisters, Miss Louisiana USA and Miss Alabama USA and I went to D.C., um, to visit, you know, with our respective senators, my law firm was actually also in DC because a case that we were working on was being argued in front of the United States Supreme Court. Hey. So they handle some huge cases. Um, but what was interesting is that, you know, for those big cases, I got to work on a small piece, but for really small cases, I got to like be like the lead attorney on the case. And so if we were going into the mediation, it was just me. Like there was not a partner supervising me. It was just me walking in and arguing with you know, opposing counsel or trying to convince, talk to my mediator about the case or, you know, talking with my clients. If we did a deposition, like I was the person taking the deposition, asking the questions or defending the deposition. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, one case that I got to work on that was just sort of a smaller case uh, that we ended up settling where I got to do everything. And that for me was really important to have that hands-on experience and to know that my firm trusted me to do it. That's amazing. Go you. Fun. And then one day you'll be the one walking in the Supreme Court. Yeah, it'd be awesome. You never know. Is that a goal of yours? Um, I I think, I think something like that would be, I think something like that would be profound and it would be an incredible experience to have. Um, but I I don't, you know, if it happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. I can't say that like I've dreamt my entire career of arguing in front of the Supreme court. Um, instead for me, what's important is that I affect change on a really large scale. And part of the work that I got to do, um, part of my pro bono work was doing just that was just helping people who, um, maybe don't have a private attorney to talk to and, you know, maybe don't have large firm resources to help them with their case. That was what was most important to me. So inspiring mm-hmm. and definitely impactful. Thank you. We need people like you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I have a few listener questions for you as well. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. It was overwhelming. The number <laughs> one question was, it wasn't only a question, it was also like a major compliment to you and comment multiple multiple gals were admiring your bod you know fire (laughs) emojis and all and they want to know your best workout advice or your exercise and diet routine okay well i can tell both so my workout advice is like know your body because i can tell you what my routine is but my body is just different from other people's bodies and i'm just built differently and so i needed a different workout routine so just know like what's important to you um, because some people have very slim builds and it's very difficult for them to gain muscle. On the other hand, 
some people have really muscular bodies and it's like, yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, Or people have like curvy bodies. So just know your body, know what works for you. That's most important, regardless of the other advice that I give you. But my um, workout routine was pretty straightforward. So I used to do, I would work out like five days a week and I would go to my local YMCA. That's where I, I worked out. And they had like a cycle class. So I'd do a cycle class two times a week. I would do a yoga class two times a week. And then they had like an abs class in the middle of the week. But as we approached USA, because yeah. background, you know, we knew like what a month before about the date and location. So I was actually at, this is so sad. I was actually <laughs> at a retreat for my law firm and we didn't know a date. And so at that point in time, since, you know, May was approaching, we were like, oh, there's no way it's going to be in May. It's going to be in June. I still have some time. So I've just been like eating anything I wanted. And I remember my director called me and she was like about to tell me the date. She's like, you know, how ready are you for Miss USA? And I was like, so, you know, it's like 75, 80%. She's like, okay, because it's on May 2nd. And so I literally had a bag of orange gummy bears in my <laughs> hand <laughs> when she was telling me this. So I had to put the bag down and redo my entire workout routine. And instead, I started doing like an hour to an hour and a half of cardio every day and 600 abs. That was all that I did every single day was like elliptical for 30 minutes in the morning, bike for 30 to 45 minutes in the afternoon and abs. Was it great? No weights. No, couldn't do any weights because, you know, I'm, I was a division one athlete Mm -hmm. in undergrad. Like I am very muscular. That's just how my build is. If I did not work out for two months. I, ha- I already haven't worked out for two months. But I did. If I did not work out for two more months, I would still be pretty muscular. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't do any weight training because I knew if I did like a lot of weights, like I would just be really bulky. And that that was the, like the kind of figure that I wanted to be in for Miss USA. So right. I just did all cardio. That was I it. feel a girl. Yeah. I'm like the most weights I can lift is like five pounds or I real quick. <laughs> yes. It was so sad. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I worked out with um, one of our sponsors who was a trainer uh, for North Carolina and South Carolina, Alabama, and Louisiana. And he had us doing workouts and he was like, oh, just get two pound weights. And I was like, I can do five. And we started working out with like the five pound weights mm-hmm. and it was terrible. Oh my gosh. Like it was so sad. He was like, so maybe you should do two pound weights. And I was like, I don't have two pound weights. He was like, do you have something you can hold? I literally worked out with two bottles of olive oil because that's all I had that was close to two pounds. Hey, yeah, it was terrible. there you go. Yep. Lesson mm-hmm. learned yep. though. For sure. I love it. Okay. So other questions I have, I loved this one by Franny. How do you remain poised when people speak nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I think one of the really great things about the legal industry is you have to maintain your cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the questions I got when I was visiting my high school a few months ago was, um, you know, you're a lawyer. Do you get to scream in court? (laughs) And I was like, so I do go to court. I don't get to scream. You have to be very poised because the person who is going to make decisions is right in front of you. Um, So I think, you know, you have to maintain that cool under pressure when you're in the courtroom and know regardless of what opposing counsel says, you need to respond with class and professionalism. And so I had to learn that as an attorney. That's awesome. Did you get to scream in court? Was it a, was it a high school boy? Yes. I love it. Of course. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have one here from, I'm not sure how to say it, but what's one thing that you want to focus on to prepare for Miss Universe? Hmm, one thing I want to focus on. So one of the things that I sort of overprepared for on my way to Miss USA was interview and onstage question. So I hope to do the same uh, when preparing for Miss Universe, because when I competed in the Miss America system years ago, uh, the second time that I competed at state, I was first runner up. 
And I remember doing onstage questions, just thinking that I bombed. And that was the last thing the judges saw before they decided who was going to be Miss North Carolina was my onstage question. And so I thought about it and I was like, the last thing that, that these judges are going to see of me, you know, of course we've got the final look, but the last time they're going to hear from me is our onstage question. And so I want to make sure that I'm overly prepared for that time. So that's what really, really what I'm going to focus most of my attention on. Now I need to know, did you actually bomb it or was that just you being too critical of yourself? I mean... No, so this is, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Like I have a picture of me smiling after and it's just like one of those like fake smiles while oh, I wave. Yeah. It's just terrible. And funny enough, there's somebody from my committee who accidentally, she sent a text message and she was describing my onstage question, but she sent it to the wrong person and she oh, sent it to me instead of sending it, it to like, yeah. And so she was like, um, question wasn't great. <laughs> I just remember reading that afterwards and I was like, I totally agree, bro. Oh. It's terrible. Oops. I bet she was so mortified. No, I mean, we just like laughed it off afterwards. <laughs> I mean, it took a while to laugh it off because I was like sad that I wasn't, that I didn't win. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty bad. It wasn't, you know, one of, it wasn't really terrible, but for me, I knew what I wanted to say and I didn't say it the way that I wanted. And that mm-hmm. was important to me. So Gabriella really needs to know how to just get that law degree in parentheses from your desperate law student fan. <laughs> How to get the law degree? How to just get that law degree. Just get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just keep going, bro. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, you know, I think one of the cool things about law school, especially about law school at Wake Forest, is the camaraderie that you have with other law students. And you really are all in it together. Uh, so you just lean on the other students and, you know, you cry together, you celebrate together, you get angry together and just lean on the other people that you're with to really get you through. At what point did you know you wanted to go to law school? I don't know. You know, I, I say that I wanted to be an attorney for a really long time because I used to represent my siblings in disagreements and disputes with my parents. <laughs> but at one point in time, I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. I thought I was going to be a plastic surgeon. And I went to visit a college when I was in eighth grade and they took me to a biology class and they were dissecting pigs. And I was just so disgusted and mortified. Oh, I was like, I can't do this. No way. And so by the time I got to high school, I knew for sure I was going to law school by then. <laughs> because of the pigs. <laughs> yeah. Because of the pigs. Yeah. All right. Well, here you are. You accomplished it all. Made it. I feel like so many people, they get to college and they don't know and they're so- searching for it. So that's a huge blessing that you had that kind of clarity. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, you know, there are certain times in law school where I was like, you know, I could just drop out and be like a waiter. Like this would this does not need <laughs> to be my life. Else yeah, really literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, you get through it. I love it. So one more listener question. It's it's actually for me. <laughs> I would like to know which word the day that you won of the Sarah So Sarah Rose jewelry you got. Probably empowered. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Because here you are now. Well, I just remember being in that moment and knowing like that if I was going to go on stage, it needed to be with the highest level of confidence possible. And out of those three options, all I could think about was like, I want them to see power. And so Mm -hmm. empowered just made sense to me. Awesome. And I know you have done so amazing at supporting and uplifting everyone in your class this year that you you have been empowering each of them to like completely bring them along on your journey. And that's so cool. So you guys need to watch out on her social for these, what are you calling it? Sisterhood Sisterhood Saturdays. Saturdays. Yeah. So cool. I love it. I just found myself talking about all of them during my interviews. Because people always, like I said, people always ask that question, like, do pageants objectify women? What's the relevance? And I'm like, have, have you looked at the class that I'm, of women that I competed with? Like, people always talk about, did you know you're going to win Miss USA? And I was like, no. 
my God, did you look at the other people I competed with? They could have gone to anybody. It just happened to go to me. Yeah. Awesome. So a lighthearted question that I'm asking everyone because I'm a big fan, but what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Cotton candy. Oh, okay. Where do you get said ice cream flavor? (sighs) From Cold Stone. Got it. They've got got like this blue colored cotton candy flavor that I'm obsessed with. I usually get it with chocolate chip cookie dough, which is totally backwards, but I have to have the cookie dough with it. I knew you would have something amazing because listeners, the one time Chesley and I have shared a meal, it was breakfast and she got creme brulee (laughs) at breakfast time. And I was like, girl, you are my idol. I might go back and get some more now that you said that. It was good. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And French toast and pancakes Mm -hmm. is what we ate. So healthy. It's all about the balance or or the harmony, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. So the last one is if listeners don't already know, this is called More Than a Crown because at the end of my year as Miss USA, I realized, wow, this huge goal that small girl from Nebraska never thought would happen has come and it's gone. And like, now what? Right? And mm-hmm. so there's, I'm only 24 years old. There's more to my life. So I am more than a crown. Or, you know, you're more than the likes on social media. So at this point in time, what is Chesley having to remind herself that she is more than? I am more than what I look like. Because, I mean, there are a lot of times where I go to events and people will, um, you can tell that people just sort of expect a shell of a person almost. And they just expect you to have certain interests. They expect you to give them certain feedback. They expect a certain level of conversation. And um, I think I constantly have to change people's perspectives of who I am and what my background is and the things that I like or don't like. Um, they'll see that I have like curly hair and they'll think like, oh, she must like love hair products. No, I, I hate doing my hair. <laughs> I cannot stand it. I was just talking to my sister yesterday about like my hair takes me too long. Or, um, you know, they'll see that I'm wearing makeup and they'll think like, oh, you know, she must have spent like three hours on her makeup this morning and she must have let. No, I did not like it. Like maybe I spent five minutes on it this morning. <laughs> um, or maybe they'll see that, you know, I'm a woman of color. So they'll expect, you know, me to have certain interests. And I think that throughout my entire life, I've had to change people's perspectives of who I am. Because they'll think certain things or, you know, follow certain stereotypes. And I hope that they know that I'm more than what I look like. You absolutely are. Thanks. And I'm encouraged by that. Thank Thank you so much for coming on. Tell our listeners where they can continue to follow you or if they have follow-up questions. Yes, where they can find me. Yeah. Yeah, So you can find me on Instagram at Chesley Christ and also on Twitter at Chesley Christ. Awesome. Um, And you can also follow our official accounts at Miss USA on Twitter and Instagram. Are you keeping up with your blog this year or is it kind of on pause? I plan to. So it was really on pause while I was Miss North Carolina USA because I had to be an attorney and Miss North Carolina USA did not work out well. Naturally. (laughs) For my blog at least. (laughs) So, so, but you know, this year, since, you know, being Miss USA is like my full-time job, you know, developing my blog is part of my goal. And so we plan to have more articles, more pictures. So wonderful. Yep. Look out for it soon. And they can see it on your social channels, I'm sure. Yes, yes. My blog's called White Collar Glam. So you can also find that on Instagram. And I've got a great Pinterest page. So many followers. So definitely Pinterest White Collar Glam. What do you pin? Uh, Usually just uh, Just professional clothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a bunch of, um, like, one of my boards is just for professional shoes. One of them is just for professional suits. One of them is business casual. One of them is business formal. I have razor sharp edgy is one of my bo- hey. my, blog, my boards because um, it's just really edgy fashion. I don't like a lot of the stuff that I post is usually really conventional, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted a board 
dedicated to just out of the box fashion. So razor sharp awesome. edging. Yeah. Go you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the fashion that you take to this universe. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to your find biggest it. Fan. <laughs> right next you. to your fam, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. And listeners, don't forget to feel joy today. Choose joy. It's an option every single day, whether you're dealing with the negativity or people's nonsense, choose joy.